No more venom. No more dick talk. Hey, welcome. None of that silly dick talk on this show. Hey, welcome to Dick 20 Downtime. <laughs> dick 20 Dick Time. <laughs> I'm your DM, Sean. I'm your DM, Kalina. I'm your DM, Molly. And we cannot be silenced. I play Noto. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, the DM. I play Venom. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean plays everyone else. <laughs> oh, God. What a mess. <laughs> it's Let's, a train wreck. It's you want to read that prophecy as Niltel or as yourself? Right. So we got this prophecy in the first arc, and it hasn't really been relevant since, but... It's from the guy who was standing in the portal creepily. Yeah, yeah. Niltel's... It's from the creepy dude that we killed, probably? Th- this question is from the creepy dude that we killed. Uh... <laughs> Um, I'll guess I'll do Nelta voice. When the shadows crawl, and the dead walk again, and the empire reigns, and the stars leave the sky, and the past become present. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. Then, who knows? We, we don't know what happens then. We only know that part. Do I have to spell it out for you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, you do oh. not have the entire prophecy. Oh, well, that's- well, we knew that! We knew that! <laughs> we thought you were missing something obvious. The only something obvious is that it's intentional. <laughs> Sean, have some faith in us. Nah. <laughs> so, this is the lore dump episode. Yeah, so do you guys have questions about anything? Or should I start with a question for you guys? I didn't know this was a question episode. What's up? Uh... There's only one question for you guys. Uh, it comes from John. Uh, John asks, uh, what were your character's childhoods like? Okay, well, in the last episode of the episode before, a few episodes ago at least. Um, a session ago. Yeah, we got into... In real time. We got into Niltel's upbringing a little bit. Yeah, and so, Cypress heard it out of character. Cypress right. has not heard it. Uh, yeah, Molly Cy- heard it. Cypress just knows that Niltel never knew his parents. Mm-hmm. So Niltel never knew his parents, and he was raised kind of communally among a bunch of other drow children who were encouraged to be brutal so that they could be brought up as, you know, uh, you know, as, as close to what the society wanted them to be as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. I'm sure Cypress's was more fun. Yeah, Cypress's was more... I mean, it wasn't completely normal because his parents are gone now <laughs> and his sisters were very young when that happened. But for the most part, most of the stuff that, you know, was formative and that he can remember, you know, pe- beyond like younger memories of his parents being around and like learning how to play viola and stuff like that. I mean, pa- how old are Turtle and Gator? Because not very, not super old. They're like on the borderline between old kid and adolescent. So, like, around 10? Not in elf years, I they're mean, not. <laughs> around yeah. 10 in real years. Yeah, 10-ish, 11-ish. Mm-hmm. So, that means that Cypress was how old? God, math is hard. When they um, were born, at least. When... I mean, was Cypress, like, an adolescent? He wasn't... Or is he a little younger? I think he was... Getting to adolescent. Okay, so mm-hmm. he was about their age when they were born. There, there's a not inconsiderate, uh, inconsiderable age gap. No, that would make... If if Cypress was their age when they were born, then that would make him like 20 now. No, but we're saying in elf In elf time, years? No. <laughs> in real years, Cypress is around 100, right? If that's... Yeah, about 20s. Young 20s. 
Mm, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred is adulthood for elves. And, and adolescence for elves is not that. I mean, they grow at the normal human rate from one to twenty, and then they just stop. That's weird. I thought they grew. really. We definitely said last time that they were like. I thought it was because you said yeah. In a previous episode, Molly said that her when her parents were sixty, as in young children. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't correct me though. So that's the canonical scale in this universe. Uh. Yes. I kind of like that better. Emotionally, they were young when they were 60. Physically, they had done all their growing. An elf is like, an elf's reckoning of like emotional maturity is like when you're 100, you're considered an adult. But physically, you're an adult at 20. Yeah, but can't we change it for the setting? I suppose. For the vine? Yeah. What are you guys proposing? For Cypress's backstory to make sense? How do... (laughs) Tell me, explain A, how it's broken, and B, how we're fixing it. Because we had been going under the assumption this whole time that the aging system is scaled for elves. Like dog years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to think about it like that. But that... All the ages I've been saying have been based on that. Yeah, Yeah, but that's how many years in diapers? So we put... (laughs) A few. (laughs) A bit. But yeah, we put 60 at, like, adolescence. In, in our previous episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that would... Old child, young adolescent. Yeah. I do not remember. I, I slash prefer... don't think it was probably stated out. It was outright. stated. It kind of was. <sighs> um, two, two of us remember, Sean. Me, me personally, I prefer stuff to be scaled. So, like, uh, as far as, like, gestation goes for elves, like, elves don't have a lot of children because it takes a really fucking long time <laughs> to have a child. Yeah, they're like... I've been carrying this baby for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, for legit, like, nine-ass years. Uh, (laughs) So that's what I prefer. Um, And that's what me and Molly have been operating under the assumption. Yeah. I just don't... You can change it, but Molly's going to have to think for a minute about how her backstory changes because of that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on then from this, and we'll handle this at a later date. Okay, so Molly's not going to get to say any childhood stuff? You can still say childhood stuff. I mean, you, you pretty much know it. Cypress was rowdy and stubborn, and I bet he clashed heads with his parents while they were still around, and less with his grandparents because they are very, very old. <laughs> he like grew grew up a little bit to set an example for his sisters, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they were born, he was like, uh, "I have to be less rowdy. I have to be instead of wrestling two crocodiles, <laughs> I'll only wrestle one." Mm. So it was more like one of his parents, you know, went, went out of the picture that that transition occurred. But yeah, basically. Fair enough. Mm. So Austin had four questions, two of which we at least touched on last time, which was, uh, why are kobolds and swamp elves chill? I pretty much gave the lore explanation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are swamp elves? Which I... We did talk about. Gave some explanation of. Um, but just to elaborate on it slightly more, there is... A reason to exist in the swamp. And to the west, there are wood elves. And to the east, there are sea elves. And at some point, something happened that made the whole, we are swamp elves and we live here. There was some sort of founding moment. I think it probably has something to do with the swamp intersecting the shadow fell? Shadow fell? I mean, yeah. The fell, the fey, and the shadows. I might have already hinted at it before, but basically this swamp is special, so there's a reason for elves to have set up and camped out here. Yeah, I remember it being mentioned, keeping the 
different planes intersecting this world in balance. Okay, so I did already say it. Yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, Swamp Elves are magic, probably. <laughs> Have a mission, but are also very distracted from that mission. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so what do you guys think about... Uh, the whole you guys have magic thing because Austin's third question is where does magic come from? That's <laughs> I don't think Cypress has ever thought yeah. about it. And any answers if you were looking for them would have been cagey. I mean, like that's mythical all, things. Obviously, the great power of Lolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Atra would have been like Corallon. Corallon for sure. Mm-hmm. Lolf has blessed you with spells, yes, directly, but cleric magic and arcane magic, there's a slight difference. It's the same, but different. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing with that is one of the gods, the major gods, is a human god called uh, Bokob. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're the god of magic because they decided to just democratize magic (laughs) as a thing that anybody can do. And Bokob's magic is arcane magic. Okay, interesting. Uh, and it's accessed by various ways, of course. But uh, this is ancient history. Uh, in our campaign setting, we use seven gods from the original Dungeons & Dragons setting, Greyhawk. Uh, or we use their names, really. I've sort of made my own versions that are sort of like unique interpretations that use the same name. Like, Narrow here is not Narrow there. I see. So yeah, gods. Um, and the last question he asked was pretty loaded, which is, "What is the state of the world?" So that's something you would know. Yeah, but tumultuous from we're... what we've heard about the Draconic Kingdom. But where, from what Neltel learned a lot when he Sorry. started learning stuff, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. When Neltel started learning stuff, it was just kind of we're in an elf belt, mm-hmm. and elf so belt. as far as like stylish, uh, elves tend to be pretty stable since they live so fucking long. Uh, the rest of the world could be in this huge fucking war and Nilto wouldn't know or care. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling there's a lot of flux outside of the Elf Belt. The Elf Belt does tend to keep things pretty stable, but it's also stationed in such a specific spot that seemingly, coincidentally, uh, the Elves standing fast in this region means that you'd have to go through them. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. (laughs) So it's actually more stable now than it has been in a while. So are we kind of like a a weird sort of natural border? Like if there were mountains here, it would be the same thing. (laughs) We're we're a mountain range, basically. (laughs) Elves are capable of acting as a border the same way a coast or a mountain is. Okay. Because elves are weird. (laughs) I mean... Are they pretty secretive for the most part? Yes, very. Okay. So you, do you see many elves at all out in the main population? No. So we're going to be weird anyways. <laughs> but you're both playing as I mean, elves, so you exist in the elf belt. We're staying in the elf belt for the next arc, or are we going... We're going out of the elf belt, I think. You are... The elf belt's much bigger than where we've been. I've been... Every time, every time we say elf belt, I imagine like a very stylish <laughs> belt. It's, it is. Because of how the elves are... We have are, the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah. Because of how the elves are, where they're very specific, you might say, about where they live. Mm-hmm. There's all of these sort of natural areas like mountains and plains and stuff that exist in the elf belt where you still don't see them. And that's why this is a weird sort of like frontier area. That's why Hebrook... 
so, this is how it is. That's why these mounds you're going to are how they are. We're not in any sort of land. Or no. we're not going to any sort of land. You're staying in no man's land, basically. Okay. And this place is... Because it's no man's land, it's full of a lot of different interesting types. Like, I... Did I mention... Like, the ogres? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I have my table of contents? It's behind you, isn't it? On the... No. I gave it back to you. Thank you. Yep. Here's your table of contents. You you talk about the ogres, and, and then me and Molly are going to ask you things from the table of contents that we want to know. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like... We might roleplay it out a little bit, but I feel like Niltel would be like, Cypress, what do you know about dwarves? <laughs> I'm not sure Cypress knows much about history. And if you don't, then Niltel will be like, well, I read in this cool encyclopedia. <laughs> Honestly, just dump the encyclopedia on Cypress. <laughs> I mean, what Nil- do you want to do first? Niltel has found a new love, and that is learning. <laughs> Niltel wants to go to elementary school for the first time. <laughs> I know. If you Niltel want... wants to learn what the colors are called. <laughs> If you want, I can just, like, if you want, I can just sort of, like, the rest of this episode can be considered sort of, like, follow up on the whole what is the state of the world thing, and I can launch into a specific lore dump right here that's not really... Launch away, my guy. I mean, like, continue as you're going. We could just do this in the second half. Okay, but stop me anytime you guys have questions or thoughts, all right? Okay. All right, so... Oh, you have a... You're prepared. I have a script. (laughs) A script. Yeah, so the, um... This is a realm. This continent, this world, what is considered the world is this mm-hmm. continent. And it's uh, called Gonenth. Um, and yeah, it was once ruled absolutely just by dragons. Um, nowadays, um, dragon worship and the worship of their gods, uh, because historically, dragons were just like, hey, we are the gods. And they do not refer to their gods, even though they worship them, as gods. No, we have the king, Bahamut, and the queen, Tiamat. And they are the king and queen of dragons. And we, all dragonkind, are gods. I see. And we rule over you humans and whatevers. Uh, but nowadays it's kind of considered cultish anywhere except where the dragons still are. Uh, in, the, in the north in Voldrak. Uh, so the, here in the Elf Belt, we've got the enchanted forests of elves and living, living with fae. So high elves, wood elves, and fae. All live in these forests um, on both the east, east and west. Um, and so we got Voldrak to the north, and to the south we have Arkaneld, which is a realm that you may know generally is slandered by the humans and the people as demonologists and necromancies and stuff. But they actually, you might also have picked up on that they have an academy to the southwest, oh. not very far even from this area. Um, and uh, that academy seems benign. Uh, in fact... Cyprus. <laughs> I want to go to school. <laughs> I want to go to school. Uh, in fact, I don't think that this is even spoiling much, but basically those those two mages that you met that weren't uh, Mai mm-hmm. uh, are both dropouts from the academy. Ellen right. and... I remember you mentioned their Aaron. <laughs> Aaron and Alan, yep. yep. Aaron does not like the similarity of their names. <laughs> well, they call him Narder. Narder. Naruto. <laughs> Boruto. Mm-hmm. Are we on a planet? Um, that's a loaded question. Are we on a planet? Presumably. Do we know anything about the planet? Do we? You know. We're are we? We're not globalized, are we? No. Yeah. Is, do we know about the? Solar it's not system? 1492 yet. Yeah, but some cultures, of course, are aware of 
stars and other planets and rotation, primarily elves. I know about I stars. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I How can see. How do you know it. about stars? That's the one thing. We've covered this. All right. When I come out at night, I look at the stars and the planets. Mm-hmm. And Cypress doesn't, because there's too many goddamn trees. <laughs> there are too many McFucking trees in the swamp. Yeah, the swamp elves haven't really picked up on elven high culture, but astrology is elven high culture. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're going to transition over to, like, sea elf history, and this is when the ogres come in. Uh, so once upon a time... Uh, there, the island that is in the middle of the Elven Sea that you might see on the map, mm-hmm. uh, it had gotten claimed by this mad wizard, and he filled the island and the waters with all of his like mutated magical creatures, straight up monstrosity type. Okay, so he specifically Cthulhu. put monsters in there. Yeah, uh, and then some CLs were like, "Hey, fuck that!" and stopped yeah, him. Same. Um, and they cleared out the problem to an extent you know there's always pockets that can escape but they went and took him down they did their business uh later ogres came into this sort of land in mass from the north the island uh no just the region in general i see uh the specific region that you guys are in this general area was once plagued by ogres plagued uh and the elves were like fuck that shit <laughs> uh, we have a long story history of saying fucking fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, and the high elves cast their spells on the ogres, and then the wood elves went and rounded them up and captured them, and then the sea elves ferried them over the water onto the island, and now the ogres can't swim back. I see. Because ogres can't swim. Ogre, were... ogre Island. Yeah, ogre let's island. never go there. <laughs> we must never go there. <laughs> yeah, the ogres literally they just they can't swim back. They are stuck there. Elves have solved the problem. They can't make boats. We solve all the problems. Mm. Ogres are pretty bad. They're pretty dumb. <laughs> um, but these like mountains, including the mound that you guys are about to go to, mm-hmm. uh, were once, of course, populated by red and black dragons. Uh, and they ruled this area. Uh, they commanded legions of humanoids, humans, kobolds, goblins, etc. Um, um, so you said there are no metallic dragons. No, there's no no metallic dragons. That's a concept that is foreign to both of you. Okay. Wait, so, so just period at all? Period. No. As, as far as we know, they've never... That's If someone said metallic dragon, we'd be like, um... As far as we know, all dragons are bad. No, actually, there's another thing that you guys uh, have no reckoning of. Slashes like, that doesn't exist. Uh, giants. No, no giants. Okay. No giants. Giant I'm, humanoids is also a... Like, that's dumb. I mean, so is... Is giant still, like, kind of a fairy tale thing, though? The only giants are ogres and trolls. Okay. And basically the idea is that mythologically humans have extrapolated from that and been like, there are giant people! Right, and we're like, that oh, sounds that's, dumb. that's a fun story. Yeah. But, like, are there good dragons at all? Has anyone heard of a good dragon? No one has heard of a good dragon. Um, they're... Might depend on your point of view. There might be stories of the heroic dragon. Like, there might be a story about, yes, the, the Lord God King Red Dragon who was a hero to the land and the people <laughs> and he ruled them justly and was definitely not a tyrant. <laughs> and, I mean, it's an old story, so you don't know. Like, that, that was probably fake, right? That, yeah, the, that doesn't seem right. He yeah. probably wasn't actually a good guy. That would be weird. That would be weird. Just like there are no good drow. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no good drow. <laughs> Except just, for the one. Just a bunch of pale barbarians. Which one? Drizzed. 
Oh, Dr- Drizzt, the dual-wielding guy. This ain't Faerun, so no Drizzt. <laughs> no Drizzt. Oh, never mind. No good drow. <laughs> no good drow, period. <laughs> ain't Faerun. Um, but yeah, uh, something that you might know, uh, Cypress, mm. uh, is that in the plains to the south, uh, southeast, uh, yeah, there, there, are, there are the hobgoblins who... You know, they were one of the populations here that used to be ruled by dragons, and a lot of them have gone. But yeah, there are still hobgoblins. Oh, cool. Are mm-hmm. they cool? Um, Probably not. They generally... Hobgoblins are extremely like the... the unlike the rambly, minion goblins who are just the dirty little tyrants, uh, the, the hobgoblins are... Nasty boys. They have a plus one to intelligence. They are they are warriors. They are organized, uh, and uh, sometimes they will ride on out to human villages and be like, "Hey, we are collecting taxes." Mm. And they come along in their black armor, and they are each individually judge, jury, and executioner, and they just come and they collect their taxes from humans who live too close to them. Okay, um, are they like actually taxes, or is it just like I feel like money now? Um, probably. I mean, that would require a little... That would require some communication and research. Mm-hmm. Oh, considering I have a chapter in my encyclopedia called no- Gnomes, Goblins, and Other Pests. Gnomes, Goblins, and Other Pests. And I want to flip... I want to... I don't know... I'm like, what are gnomes? Like, I've met some goblins or whatever. What are gnomes? And then I kind of flip to the other pests, and I'm like, hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gnomes are a semi-mythical, apparently dwarfish, apparently fey-ish people that pop up in stories. Sometimes they are... So they're not common. Sometimes they are invisible helpers. Other times they are terrible tricksters. Like, they might fulfill the same purpose in a story as a fairy or a god would in our mythology. I see. Uh, Gnomes. They're weirdos. They come along. They have magic. That's a strange thing. So they're not an actual, like, playboys. That that would... I plead the fifth as a <laughs> My DM. My next character is a no. <laughs> um, I plead the fifth as a DM. So what are... So definitely... Nils Hell flips to the other pests. And what are those? Um, so I asked Cy- Cypress, like, what do you know about hobgoblins? Uh, no, I'm literally... Um, they live in the plains. They used to be under dragon rule, like most parts were. They are... Kind of conniving. Nasty. So far as I heard. More so than regular goblins? Smarter. Mm. Okay. That's all I know. Well. Um, yeah, there's a, there are various sorts. There is uh, the bugbear, who according to the accounts... I'm uh, like, bugbear. And I'm like, bees in the shape of a bear. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it, the size it, of a bear. But then it, the, synonyms, the encyclopedia describes it, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Synonyms are words that mean the same thing, right? Yes. It says bugbear, synonym, bugaboo, some synonym, uh, boogeyman. <laughs> oh, I've heard of the boogeyman. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was you. They are hairy, loping, supernaturally quiet predators, people that seem to be related to goblins that will come and they will take whatever they want. Maybe they want to eat your children. Maybe they want to steal your food or maybe they want your gold. Hmm, weird. But uh, looking in the book, yeah, you recognize uh, these people. You've seen a bunch of them in a town before. What town? Yeah, you remember... Uh, Rohan, the first place he took you after you escape was a town uh, 
Maybe not the first place he took you, mm-hmm. but one of the places of the that he places. took you was a town called Shagrat. Mm-hmm. It was some humans, but it was mostly bugbears. But looking around, like, for example, there was the defaced statue of an elf in the center of town. And looking around at the construction, there was something semi-familiar about it. Mm-hmm. But mm, the place was semi-in ruins, and it was a home, a town for bugbears. What okay. did they look like? So I've definitely met bugbears. I mean... Kind of goblinish, but tall, hairy, toothy. Do you have any pictures? Give me a second. I mean, they look kind of like bears, but more human. But yeah, They're all of your standard evil humanoids, <laughs> lizard folk, kobolds, goblins, okay, hobgoblins, etc. are listed in that yeah, chapter. I, I feel like the majority of the chapter is stuff I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still interesting. And I, I give Cypress the book to be like... It is a chapter that is... Covering a lot of different peoples uh, all in one chapter, so it is relatively brief about each of them. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, you know, these really dot, uh, these really could have been expanded, but they're not. Have we covered everything in the dragon chapter? We've covered just that there are red dragons, blue dragons, white dragons, black dragons. Let's get into this dragons. chapter: dragons, fact and myth, and the dragon empire. Let's get into it. Uh, dragons, yeah. Um, yep, they're here, and that's the entire chapter. <laughs> yeah. Facts, they did rule the entire continent. Uh, facts, that they were defeated in battle by elves. Uh, myth, they do, do not actually have... They do not all actually have the power to smite you like a god would. Um, do some of them? They just do it with their fire breath. Uh, facts, <laughs> they are inherently magical, powerful beings. Some of them are spellcasters. Um, uh, fact, they are capable of shape-shifting from oh. enormous beast into a person. For like a human. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, falsehood, your neighbor is probably not a dragon. <laughs> dragon Empire. Uh, we already talked about that, yeah. Basically, the, the whole... Dragons all ruled their own individual regions and kingdoms and stuff, and they were the nobles slash the pantheons of all the different regions of the world. And then it became us versus dragons and elves had, had more and more allies. And there was less and less, there were less and less defenses that dragons had. Um, so where are they still? You mentioned there are still dragons. Voldrak to the north, because there were a force primarily ruled by a human emperor was fiercely loyal to the dragons and they hold up and this fuck they (laughs) they hold it up and they had a sort of a it is said that the dragon emperor had some sort of he was a human with some sort of mythical connection to dragons he had some sort of magical contract with them and that uh he and the, uh, the, his ancestors rule alongside the dragons behind the walls, the mysterious walls of Voldrak. Uh, they do not like spies. We have limited information about Voldrak. Their people do still come out of the country sometimes. They have tried to colonize south into this border region before. So we do have some information on what the inside is like, which is generally that it is a bureaucracy of dragons. Is it a good bureaucracy of dragons? It is a complicated bureaucracy yeah, of dragons. I don't know what you mean by good? Well, like not awful. It is I don't a, know what you mean by that. It is a culture of defending your pride. 
And because dragons are prideful, it is about making sure you do not wound a dragon's pride. Uh, oh. Because all of these dragons are forced to live... So it's tenuous. <laughs> ...in Voldrak and not... And I'm going want. to make my own kingdom. Hey, fuck you. We're going to go over here and I'm going to rule. Uh, so it's very Southern. There's a lot of... Um, <laughs> Bless your heart. Well, no, there's there's been like actual uh, research into like Southerners legitimately have like a culture of honor hmm. that Northerners do not have. Really? Yes. That if you like insult a Southerner's pride, that they get way more like way more upset about it than a Northerner would. But dragons are considered beings of pure ego. I see. <laughs> and we have no reason to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean southern U.S., yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let anyone misconstrue your words about the southern U.S. Just because my British accent is so good, oh let it be God, clear. on point. Like <laughs> I am <England>. American. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, dwarves... Are mythical, right? No. Well, no, dwarves I mean, no are real. Them. I know some version of dwarves. You have seen dwarves. Dwarves, particularly, Durgar? they. You know Duergar, but yeah. the surface Duergar or the dwarves. Uh, they exist mostly in the west in their mountains, but no, they're in this region. Mostly oh, thought, in the towns north of the swamp. I thought the people don't generally see they're, them. They're not like in the Elf Belt, though, right? No, they're in the Elf Belt. Oh, okay. okay. Among oh, I've only human seen, towns. Like, two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's because in the actual game, you guys have only gone to this one town south of the swamp. Yeah. There are three towns with dwarves living in them to the north of the swamp. Okay. Um, and basically, the Stonewrights, Carpenters, and Iron Workers are the power of the guilds of these towns. So are dwarves basically just the same as Dwergar with, with an, a surface name? It's difficult to say. The Duergar that you know are branded with a dwarf rune. Yes. They are gray of skin, pale of eye, white of hair, uh, ferocious. Okay. Magical. But So they do look different. They do they look, look different. They look more drow-ish than human-ish. Like the surface elves look, or the surface dwarves look more human-ish. Yeah, surface dwarves are much darker skinned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you want to know? Dwarves economics in the Western realm. Um, so how did they play into that? I guess. Well, they are like really big craftsmen. While other races have their, you know, multiple rulers or whatever, who knows what the fuck is up with the elves, uh, the dwarves, you know, uh, unless you are some sort of branded Duergar trader, uh, you are somewhere along the line owing your allegiance to the one dwarf king. The one king of the mountain. Oh. Who's the one? Just the one. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I'll get back to you on that. Listen. <laughs> he Listen. hasn't thought of... He's Some... thought of literally everything but that king's name. Um, yeah. Have, have but... we talked about monsters and where to be wary of them? Uh, monsters and where to be wary of them? Still doing dwarves, or...? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, but... It... My bad. Go ahead. Generally, like, they have fortresses that reach up to the sky on top of the mountains, and they go all throughout the veins of the mountains and down into the earth. They are considered the sky dwellers, uh, the tunnel dwellers, and the underworld dwellers. Uh, And then there are also the other dwarves, who are the farmers and the whatever folk. So, I think 
I guess dwarves would be kind of specifically unique in that they live kind of everywhere. They are weird in that way. Whereas, like, mm. we've got... Elves kind of live everywhere, but in this world, elves are kind of... Mm-hmm. We've got the belt of elves, and elves everywhere else is kind of scattered. Yeah, but uh, according to the accounts of the dwarves, their whole thing is, hey, we came from the very west coast, we lived deep underground, and we came up, and we fucking love the tops of mountains and the sky, uh, and yeah. also we love the mountains themselves, we love the element earth and digging, and we love fucking making shit, and we love going places. <laughs> we love digging down low and reaching up high, and <laughs> meeting, making new friends, and... Yeah. We're like an ant colony. (laughs) Dwarves, they make these crazy roads that go across the continent. And uh, uh, a common story is, hey, I pissed off. Uh, Hey, here's a human keep. Oh, it pissed off a a small group of seven dwarves. Well, let's go to sleep. Why is there a dwarven fortress next to my keep? (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. So that's probably why they're everywhere. They can build a new town in, like, nothing flat. In nothing flat. They build shit, and they then they start in industrializing that area. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, they're crazy, and generally in small numbers, they will come and make an impact on humans. Uh, but they're considered allies. They're considered open and friendly with humans, and... Uh, the, the, the trade road, the road that is marked the trade road, it <laughs> stretches from the very southeast of um, Arkaneld to the very northwest of the Dwarven Empire. And uh, apparently the uh, encyclopedias and shit that Arkaneld makes is very popular among dwarves. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. Dwarves love selling their crafts along their trade road. They seem like chill. They seem yeah. extremely chill from this chapter. This chapter is extremely, hmm, it's from the perspective of Arkaneld, and they're extremely pro-dwarf. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Bias. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I I haven't really, like, made friends with Dwergar, because I would never make a friend with a non-elf, but... You would never make a friend. <laughs> I would never make a friend. <laughs> this is weird, because Dwergar's whole thing is either... Uh, you have failed me for the first time, for the last time. I'm now going to strap you in a device that is going to be powered by your mental torture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Durgar are weird. They have something going on with them that is not magic. To put it simply, they're psychic. Yeah. Psychic? They're psychic. Hmm. They're psychic. They've got psionic magic. They they are apparently capable of doing things like enslaving dragons. They cr- tinker weird creations. This is something Neil told me. Mechanical that's not in constructs. The, yeah. Yes, you have been warned about. Uh, if you hear strange mechanical like clickings and gear turning sounds, that's bad fucking news because that's Go a door guard direction. fucking destroying machine that will roll along through the tunnel and kill you. And the person inside won't even know that they did it because they're in constant mental torture to power the thing. Yeah. All right. Molly? Hmm? You got a chapter you want? Oh, sorry. I did, Sorry, you paused and I thought you were done. My bad. Mm-hmm. Monsters and where to be wary of them. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if this was... Because it says the maps were removed from the thing and I couldn't uh, take them down. I was wondering if that would impair my reading of this chapter. There is some impairment, but it is basically like all the chapters are using names. And there are even some like 
grid numbers for the oh, good. Oh. So it is impairing your reading of this chapter, but it does still contain information about monsters. Continue. Um, it's pr- pr- pretty straightforward. It's, um, uh, it is straightforward, the kind of classification that you would see in a D&D book, because uh, this is written by those intellectual wizards. It is uh, aberrations, um, and then uh, elementals, uh, undead. Um, I know those. Fae. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those. I know those. <laughs> Fiends. I know those. Uh, trolls and ogres. Um, oozes. Okay. Uh, plant monsters. I know those. <laughs> yeah, we fought intimately. <laughs> and a intimately, section, no. <laughs> and a section titled Miscellaneous Beasts. Cool. I, I kind of want to know what's in Miscellaneous Beasts. Uh, creatures like the... There is a, a, a brief account of... There is a mis- magical creature out there called a Sphinx. Oh. Ooh. That is a uh, noble of heart. Riddle-based? Uh, they l- fucking love riddles. <laughs> uh, I love that shit. <laughs> uh, oh, but it also states that something about the riddle process being more about judging your soul or something. Uh-huh. And them being like weirdos and magic. And it's like... Uh, apparently the clerics are weird about them. Hmm. And they're like divine connection it. or something. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So where... Is it by monster kind of what region they're in? Um, or by monster type? It's by monster type, not region. And there is these... No, but I mean, like, in each monster type, is it like, this is the region that they live in? Pretty much. Okay. Um, so, what I specifically want to know is where we're going. Yeah, what lives there. Okay. Um, then you would know this. Uh the mountains are replete with things like... The sound of music. <laughs> the hills are replete. <laughs> the usual thing where it's like caves that could potentially contain various spider monsters. Um, there's a section on the owl bear. There oh. are various creatures like ropers and dark mantles, which are these cephalopods that live in caves Ooh. that will... Friends. Friends. They will hide themselves as various things. They will hide themselves on the ceiling. They will pretend to be slagmites and slagtites. And then they will drop on you and disembowel you. Friends. Beautiful. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something called a rust monster, which apparently uh, can make metal rust and then eat that rust. So it is often considered... Food source. uh, They are considered a... Nuisance. Massive nuisance for miners and for dwarves, uh, advent- <laughs> for yeah. dwarves and for adventurers because I'm fighting them. They will eat your sword. <laughs> My <laughs> sword. They, they were like, oh god, keep no. moon sword safe, <laughs> moon sword. <laughs> Only magical weapons that are protected already from tarnishment by their enchantments. I think I do point that out to you though. I'm like, if we see one of these. Uh, I'm hoping that this sword being sentient also has anti-rust spells. <laughs> I cannot know for sure. You know, besides wolves, there are wargs, which Big you will recognize as having a demon, a goblin-y demon face. And apparently <laughs> uh, a warg will speak. It will speak its own language, wargish. Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, the, the, the entry 
uh, concludes frustratedly, apparently the goblins know Wargish. I could not proceed. <laughs> I cannot proceed. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. They're friends. This sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it progresses, you know. It has all of them, like, harpies, hippogriffs, omkegs, griffins, uh, basilisks, etc. So many beasts. Nice. There's just a lot of beasts out there. Um, Nilton wants to read Ruins, Independent Realms, and the Underworld, specifically fucking like, by Underworld, do they mean Underdark? Okay. Are they Basically, talking about us? What do they Yeah. Know? What, what do they think? Because I was told by Anne Mai that they don't know shit about us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what do they think they know? Um, so read the title for me again. Ruins. Because ruins? Ruins, there are just, it's just, it goes into a lot of sites apparently Arkaneld has a massive initiative of is it kind of like the place i was at with rohan uh no no it doesn't list anything like that but specifically uh but it, it apparently Arkaneld has like an invested interest in archaeology hmm. uh, and that there are various sites throughout the region of course they are indexed by the um <laughs> Map. map number grids. <laughs> why are the Why is the map gone? Because you didn't want to draw all those maps. Is that why? Yeah, she... I would just need a lot more information. <laughs> you didn't want to draw all those uh, maps. Independent realms. Independent realms. Uh, there are various independent human realms uh, in the uh, south and in the southwest. Like countries. Yeah, there are uh, merchant kings along the southeast coast. There are um, nations in the desert and in the east that are. So uh, they come in a variety of refinements and of religious insensitivity. Mm-hmm. And then you have apparently completely cut off from the rest of the mainland by Arkaneld. On the south coast, there is a country called Vox, which has, uh, and which is apparently, it's apparently, what's the word? It's apparently trailblazing uh, a, a new democratic form of government. Hmm. Yeah. And the underworld. Uh, the underworld is um, uh, considered the domain of dwarves. The dwarves have spoken to us on how okay. the under uh, how, how the um, the underworld uh, is so just like... full not of uh, the the deceased and the 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 ghosts of your friends and family, uh, but of many cave monsters okay. uh, and dwarven exiles, apparently. Okay. Makes sense. Wait, so... Fiends. Do they... Is it kind of like a conceptualization of of the Underdark and Hell? Um, It is not that. It is simply stating... Literally exiled dwarves. (laughs) It is simply stating that throughout the world that there are many humans that are like, ah, yes, the Underworld, as in like a Greek, like, if you go underground, you will find the afterlife. You will find Hell. Uh, And then it being like, the dwarves have stated to us that they have not found the afterlife down there, though they have found fiends from Hell. We haven't yeah, found so hell, but we found fiends. We thought we found hell. We found the Underdark, <laughs> which is very similar. Mm-hmm. And it, it mostly just states about how, like, hey, humans should be careful and report it to the dwarves if they're doing extensive digging underground because, you know, dwarven exiles live down there. <laughs> cool. Molly? Questions about the world that you want to ask, you know, Molly and Kalina to Sean? I kind of want to know about... Sort of the history of my clan specifically and the elders and their role in things. Mm. I think the only reason I've been holding back on that is the possibility that it could come up in the role play. But if we want to think about stuff that Cypress would already know, yeah, I think it's just that 
There were basically sort of like a pact of like warriors between like wood elves and sea elves. Uh, and then two of them fell in love. And Aww. it is now a poem and a song and etc. And Aww. some bardic things. I want the poem. You know the poem. I don't know the poem. You probably know you the do. poem. Uh, ask Austin. He will have a poem to you in 15 minutes. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't put that on him. I'm going to ask You don't have to. Ideas. You can just say, hey, what do you think about a poem about a wood elf and a sea elf falling in love? And he'll be like, anyway, here it is. And then they fucks. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, you have Wonderwall. Uh... Since then, their family and people similar to them, like Wood Elves and Sea Elves, who because of this pact in the swamp ended up taking after them and doing the same thing, uh, have all sort of been part of this same enclave of new weird elves. And there's always like new people coming in from just like Wood and Sea Elves. Yeah. Well, not always because it's not so, a very big group, but you know. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in your enclave, do you sometimes, like, entertain Wood Elf and Sea Elf guests? I imagine we must, because, like, people have families. Like extended family, yeah. Well, I, I guess the real question is, do Wood Elves and Sea Elves like to travel? No, because they're so isolationist, remember? There's yeah. a... a, a People come and go, and there are people who come from there to the Swamp Elves, but... You get the feeling that not a lot of people go from the Maiwen Enclave and actually get to see, like, the High Elf Capital or dive down with the seals. So, like, no one visits each other? Apparently they do. It might involve magic or something. It's very unclear to you as a small Because, like, elf. how do they meet to get married? That's what I'm saying. As far as, as far as Cypress knows, has he ever met somebody's, like, wood elf aunt? Oh, absolutely. Okay. They visit none? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Have I met if, any sea elves? If, if if they are a relative of someone who has decided to live in the Maiwen Enclave, absolutely, you have probably either had some connection with them or met even met them. Okay. Yeah. You know, but more oftentimes than not, if it is a like a sea elf living in the Maiwen Enclave, they will go visit home instead of home coming to visit them. It's uh, kind of uh, oh, okay. uncomfy. You wonder if maybe the elders know more. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that the other ones are kind of more purist then. So, so it's more of a if a swamp elf have has a sea elf relative, they go visit that sea elf rather than inviting the sea elf over. I think it has less to do with blood purity or anything because I mean there are poems and songs about the swamp elf and how it's beautiful. It's yeah. a how okay. there is a slight tone of oh, would it look at this strange and curious but romantic and beautiful wonderful thing, but there's also this sort of undertone of like the oh the fabled mythical cities of the elves and also there's this weird also. little village that lives in a swamp it is more about <laughs> also them it's not we are about elves. blood it's about location to be frank is location the weird, location location that's the, they don't like the swamp that's the weird undertone that you get <laughs> from the fact that you don't get a lot of visitors these people don't appreciate swamps did you know that swamps are huge areas of biodiversity <laughs> yeah but for some reason people just to characterize them as oh they god this horrible place they hate biodiversity i can't believe it <laughs> that's weird it's so weird cypress thinks cypress doesn't weird. cypress thinks the swamp is beautiful yeah but i think hopefully i think that gets across everything okay yeah cool mm -hmm. wait how do we choose the elders um, generally they're just like the old, literally the eldest in the family. <laughs> the old ones. What is it? It's so, a geritocracy. So what happened with 
Velia? Velia. Velia is a wood elf who decided to come live here, and he was extremely gung-ho about the mission. So he's... he. Basically, did he, like, give me sort the politics on how the transfer Overthrow the geritocracy. Um, it is not specific. Generally, it is the elders. It is the oldest. And one among them is basically the, the head, the person who calls the shots if they have to. You've not had one in a while. I don't think you've had people who are acting considered, but nobody has really, like, been formally declared, like, oh, you were the leader. Because generally, there's a bit of, like prestige and honor and ceremony put upon that kind of person velia is not old enough but uh if velia was old enough they would probably just slot in as head of the village like right now so why is he how did like how did this happen because he's kind of the head he's kind of an outsider he is just an extremely skilled warrior who came in and was like hey Let's keep this place safe. So he's not officially calling the shots, but he is calling the shots. But he is calling the shots. He's also just like a charismatic dude to a bunch of people. No, and not. not. <laughs> I hate no. that guy. But like we were saying that my grandmother had fallen out of power because Elia came along. Not just because he came along. Also just because there's sword. not been a worthy person to hold your like ancestral sword in a long ass time, which generally is like... Yeah, tradition and ancestry is kind of important to elves. So it's yeah. like your family has kind of had that air of like... We've oh, fallen out of favor. You were in decline. You have been in decline for a while. And Velia is... you. Basically, the relationship between you and Velia so far has been like, Hey, Cypress, you should probably consider the seriousness of our mission and be part of our... What's his mission exactly? Give me like the, the, the banner. Just like we are going to go out into the swamp and any bullshit we detect, we shall murder. That's stupid. Monsters and <laughs> Cypress hates him. Yeah, you hate you fucking hate that shit. But it's there's a weird sort of warrior honor thing there's about it. Balance in the swamp, you can't fuck with it. No, it's just like, hey, if there are monsters, we'll fucking murder them. There, there is undead, and there is weirdness and magic, and apparently things from the Feywild and the Shadowfell. And Part of the good thing about the swamp is the weirdness and the magic. <laughs> uh, and Velia is just like. Hey, our mission here is to fucking keep an eye on that shit and control it. So why don't we go out there and just fucking murder that shit? If you want to live somewhere without weird magic, go live anywhere else. I think, it, I think it probably appeals to the other swamp elves who, like, with the the spell kind of, like, wore off and the creepy thing came in. And they were like, okay, I guess let's go murder stuff now because yeah. I feel unsafe in my own home. But even before that, it's just this, like, well-educated dude who is really fucking good with his sword coming in and being like, hey... I will teach you. Hey, who's I his re- spouse? Do I like his spouse? Uh, I don't have the family tree. Give me I the can spouse. dig it up, I suppose. But yeah, he has a spouse. I don't know if you even know her that well. Is it a her? Uh, Are there gay swamp elves? Is my question. Uh, not at this enclave. Uh, the only swamp elf enclave. <laughs> I mean, they're. Not of this song, <laughs> He said that we there were going to There are okay. people who are unmarried who I could probably just make a little note by their name because I a, made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the gays, Sean. How could I you forget the gays? I have done a disservice Who are to all them. your friends, Sean? <laughs> Generally, uh, the... I'm just giving you shit. I'm not actually criticizing... Well, I feel like it's fair well, to criticize me well, and I, Although I feel like as far as a, a swamp elf village goes, you do need to make more swamp elves. 
if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Com- compul- uh, what's compulsory heterosexuality does not I, the no, world I don't, make. I don't yeah. think it's compulsory as far as, like, the village goes. I just think, like, the village is very, like, yeah, get married, have babies, we're into it. Generally, and yeah, so, like, you are welcomed into the village if you are here to marry and have I, babies. I think, I think for, for quote-unquote non-marrying swamp elves... They're, like, still fine. They're, like, yeah, whatever. But they're less, like, get married right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, do what you want. But, yeah. Also, they're <laughs> elves, so they spend a lot of their it's life... It's not my culture, it's yours, though, so that's your decision. They spend oh, a lot of their life it. in the whole unmarried life thing anyways. Yeah. I don't want to bring in the world's shitty into this sh- place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but, uh... uh w- we'll, we'll workshop it. Especially since it takes so long for them to have babies, right, Sean? No, no, no. It's considered... <laughs> Whatever. It's considered one of the blessings of Corallon, uh that elves can, as part of their trance, as as an effort over time, just they can just change gender. That's just that's just the oh. thing elves can do. Oh, I did not know this. <laughs> They just can if they want to. That's actually very good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's called that's called the blessing of Corlon. Wait, is that an actual thing? Just uh, Corlon? It is a it is a it is a thing that is real in the lore that is not very prevalent that I've decided to just codify with a, a specific word in that it is just regular and not a thing that some elves can do. I see. So, like in the world, it is a true thing. Is it? So it's but what I mean in the real in the rest of deity, is it a thing? It is a noted thing in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. I see. So, but here, like all elves can do it. They just most so of them choose not to. Well, most of them have already done it a long time ago. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like as far as if they wanted to. Oh, some of them can do it regularly. Just so they're form. just like. I mean, I like that. Gender fluid elves. Yeah, That's some very of good. them. Mm-hmm. But elves. Uh, Tend to, regardless of their gender presentation, not look especially masculine. I'm gonna say elves are yeah. With the with the exception of swamp elves, or at least Cypress. <laughs> Cypress is just too buff. <laughs> Cypress is a masculine boy. Yeah. Most elves are just like. I mean, he's got whatever. that pretty face and that soft he does brown have a face. Very pretty face and those big brown eyes. He's just big. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. If Cypress were to, it would. I don't even know, even in that case, if it would be that much of a physical change. Probably not. Yeah. It's, generally, your uh, appearance doesn't change that much, because elves are already pretty androgynous, but there is definitely, like, a visible shift, just due to the fact of, yeah, I mean, your the, body did change. The secondary characteristics also change. Yeah. The secondary okay. sex characteristics. Yes. Anyway, what else is there? Okay. Lena, do you have any question? Let's go. Arcane and divine, two limbs of one body. Oh, I forgot about it. What? So what is the difference between arcane and divine? Divine um, is God's, arcane's not. Is what is arcane? Ar- arcane is information that was passed along essentially the ancient clerics of Bokab in the East uh, were blessed with uh, true knowledge of mm-hmm. their magic. The idea is that a cleric is blessed with the how to make a spell happen without knowing why the spell happened. Hmm. And, and in fact, if, if as Niltel reads that, you might even think like, how does my magic work? Because you don't know, you're not trained in Arcana. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it works because lol. Then I then I flip to the define section and I'm like, ah, this makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, this is it's sort of part of a treatise on both. Essentially, the whole thing is that uh, Bokab's clerics taught people who were not clerics how magic actually works, and from there, people were able to figure it out. Okay. So um, the only other place where arcane magic, the the note is arcane magic already known essentially by who and why certain creatures like fiends fey dragons etc uh, already knew how magic worked before humanoids did oh, yeah. uh, oh and uh, elves already knew how magic worked okay and so it says two limbs of one body do they have to work together basically uh, in arcanelt the place this was written in it is arcane magic and divine magic. Our god Bokab. That is pretty sweet. The same. It is, it is all. It is all the same. We have different abilities, but magic is magic is magic is magic. A cleric is just as respected for their spellcasting prowess and their knowledge of arcana as a wizard is. But but I guess to to no tell it would be like this is how it works there, but I don't necessarily feel like yeah. that's necessarily how it works for me. Or oh, for yeah. Cyprus. Niltel could totally redo this thing and be like, I, so this is the philosophy of Arkaneld, huh? Right, yeah. Yeah, but she's like, this doesn't sound right, but okay. Yeah, I definitely, I no, for the, this one I go to Cyprus and I'm like, what? Do you know how your magic works? Big oof. Um, <laughs> my dad could do little things with his magic. I fucking crushed it. Magic was. I mean, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I feel the emotions when they come out. So you, I I show you the chapter. I say, do you? Is it? Do you? Feel... It takes him like two hours to read because it is a lot of words and it's very yes. dense. Do, do you feel d- divine in your ma- in your spellcasting? Because no. I don't really, I don't particularly feel arcane in my spellcasting. Like Atra says that. Oh, Coralon yes. is a big part of the magic, especially in the swamp. Atra would like this chapter. Uh, At- <laughs> Atra's a nice lady. We don't agree on everything. No, I, However, Atra is, is fine and she makes good tea. I um, don't prescribe to a god, if that's what you're asking. So, Cypress wouldn't have a lot of divine knowledge anyways. Yeah, he's not. I think he's not he zones out whenever Atra talks about Coralon. He kind of does. <laughs> yeah, but you might know some of the basics of like... Uh, you are an arcane caster, and so was your father and your grandfather, Cress. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to halflings, agriculture, and the guiding elven hand. This mm-hmm. is, are we sure this wasn't written by elves? <laughs> um, it it's is a treatise. Elf, elf worshipping mm-hmm. humans. It is a treatise on... Um, so, halflings. Uh, warrior, barbarians, nomads, they would reap the land for all it was worth and ruin it. Uh, Elves were looking for allies. They came along. They taught them basically how to farm sustainably. And they told them, please stay in one place for a while. (laughs) Please, God, stop. So the elves, it wasn't more of, it wasn't like an abstract, the guiding hand of elves. It was like elves coming in and being like, stop. (laughs) Yeah, but the treatise also, it it goes on. There's a treatise on the guiding hand of elves and says, uh... Basically, elves are responsible for a lot of art and music 
around the world in all cultures. Elves are responsible for a lot of influence on our knowledge of magic because they knew a lot of shit before we did. Uh, elves are responsible for uh, the orcs because the orcs also were around and the elves really needed allies. And they said, hey, these are some muscly people. Let's encourage them to just be as violent as possible and Oops. set them on the dragons. <laughs> and, Oops. Uh, Oops. Big so oops. elves and orcs and dragons were allies for a while. Elves like, both fucked everything up and fixed everything. And uh, they fought against dragons and they separated and things got weird. And then they teamed up again and they fought a certain evil wizard who really fucked up the north. Um, and, uh, you know, nowadays orcs fucking hate elves. Yeah. A lot. We probably yeah. did some shit. Mm-hmm. They hate slash respect them, like, uh, like you respect a very dangerous animal. Yeah, where it's like you are great warriors, we are great warriors, but we are the greatest warriors, and we shall prove that by <laughs> fucking will, annihilating you. We will not talk to you. Um, and yeah, orcs—they are, uh, they're kind of Viking-like. They live very in the north. They have boats. They will go sail west across the sea and fight dwarves and they will come south and they will fight against the elves and uh, the halflings no longer have the homes that the uh, elves encouraged them to make because the orcs came along and ruined that so actually right now uh, the there's lots of halflings living among humans but the halflings don't have their own land anymore uh, and uh, there is apparently say, tell amongst the halflings uh, that at some point in the past there were the halflings that chose to live with the elves and apparently they went into the forest and there there were those who did not and okay. they went out interesting and found their own destiny i see so that's odd that stands out <laughs> all right let's bring yeah. it back in we could have just gone through these in order but we I wicked did want to also i feel like this one could be interesting humanity the common tongue and borders um basically humans were ruled by dragons they are all over the continent. Fucking everywhere, dude. Uh, like, <laughs> like mosquitoes. They like mosquitoes. spoke draconic, and then they spoke both draconic and elvish, and then they spoke draconic, elvish, and dwarvish, and a, 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 a mix of other weird little things that they picked up, and they had a couple of their own languages. And then somebody said, fuck it, and they just put them all in the blender and said, this is common. <laughs> Everybody can understand this at least a little bit, so we're all speaking it's this Esperanto. now. Esperanto. <laughs> kind of. Um, and that happened. Um, they're everywhere. They're not really united the same way that elves and dwarves and orcs are, although there's some like, are the elves really united? Because, I mean, they do have the whole high wood and sea thing. We're, we don't like... Yeah, are the dwarves We're really not warring united? against each other. Yeah, are the dwarves really united because they've got their king, but they've also got all these other people who don't really... I mean, they're technically connected, but they're also just living completely separate lives without paying tribute. Are they still connected? That's weird. Uh, like, there's some doubt thrown into that, but yeah, humans are like... Humans are humans. They are the baseline. It, says, it babbles a bunch of shit about humans that, like, us as humans already know. Okay. Yep, know about those. What about borders? Uh... Uh, borders. Um, humans are the only ones who bother to map borders. I was going to say, because <laughs> we, right. we live in, quote-unquote, the elf belt, mm -hmm. but it's not like it's not like a codified thing. It's just like, these are where the elves live, because we yeah. like the climb here. Elves are not maintaining a border. 
when ogres and orcs come along, they will go out and handle that problem. But they don't maintain a border. They don't tax it's not the like people. A line. <laughs> yeah, they don't tax the people of Wamor or Shagrat or whatever. They don't even care that those towns were built. Or maybe they do, but you don't know. Yeah, I mean, they um, could do whatever they want. They don't take any action, at least. Uh, the, the dwarves have their mounts and stuff, but they don't stop humans from coming into their country. And you know, mm-hmm. they can't come into like the sky citadels and stuff, but mm-hmm. they can build towns and even kingdoms in the in the dwarven lands. Uh, the, the dragons and humans apparently have their own contract and bureaucracy. Uh, we have our own nations here in the south, but like... Yeah, humans, we make maps and we establish borders and we're like, hey, don't touch our shit. But humans care the most. <laughs> nobody well, else really cares except for, like... Dragons. Yeah, the dragons made walls, but they're also like, hey, can you guys, like, go out there and try and colonize stuff for us? I, I think, weird enough, this is the the part that Notel gets, uh, I guess, not, like, confused at, but this is something that Notel relates to is borders, because where Niltel is from, there's a very heavy focus on bureaucracy and doing things for, like, Land. You, for your country, basically. Not your country, they were basically huge cities, mm-hmm. but doing things for your people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, reading, like, oh, humans are the only ones who really give a shit about borders, I'm like, no? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down there, it's like, hey, we control this region of tunnels. They control that region of tunnels. Yeah. And we don't go in the other one. Yeah. Right. It's weird looking at the underground stuff because you know, hey, there's the fish people and the mushroom people and those squid people. <laughs> Ugh, fuck those people. Um, yeah. Wink. Mm. Don't, fuck <laughs> don't fuck them. They'll um, eat your brains. Wink. <laughs> um, and yeah, none of that was mentioned at all in the entire encyclopedia. Yeah, I'm like, damn, they don't know shit about shit. But I didn't know any of this, so... Now an exchange has been made. <laughs> now you have to write an encyclopedia. I will not. <laughs> yeah. Generally, I feel like I covered bits and pieces of human stuff throughout everything else anyways. So. Yeah. We know humans. Yeah. They do their shit. It, you know, from the book's perspective, yeah, some things last, other things don't. From other perspectives, you know, maybe none of it lasts. Damn. And suddenly it got real nihilistic in here. And with that... You know, I just mean, you know, like an elf looks at a city and is like, that didn't last very long. Yeah. Right. That didn't even last my whole lifetime. (laughs) But yeah. uh, I don't know. Merchant kings, desert people, the Vox, Arcanel, the Voldrak. There's so much shit. And the humans who have all of their little independent towns or live in the dwarf lands or hell. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Also humans, humans and orcs, they live among each other. It's oh. not really that big a deal. Yeah, like there, the there are, there are, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, there are, uh, most of it is human Islanders, uh, in the North, uh, well in the Northwest human Islanders and, uh, humans of the North live in their own, societies and tribes and stuff that also they contest slash live beside orcs and they live in a very similar way and even interbreed half orcs whatever yeah it's considered whatever by both societies that half orcs are a thing it's like okay cool nice okay but are you strong enough i was gonna say it makes sense that that orcs are like fuck elves humans are cool though yeah (laughs) generally because uh, humans 
like humans didn't do nothing to them yeah yeah whatever all right all right this was the lore and i had a good time and i know definitely a lot more about the world than i did oh, yeah. before Big same. so was this better than a google document with all of this renowned yes, yes thank you oh you know neither of us would have read it oh, until absolutely. you until you were like you need to know this information like, you're like, like in school did you do the assigned reading and we're frantically pulling it up like oh yes yeah, i definitely, definitely did the assigned reading <laughs> yeah um one thing that I kind of wanted to cover, but that we're not going to cover, was like the whole god business and all the gods. Do you but... wanna... I mean, do you just want to go quickly over like... Because I know you've got gods by yeah alignment. Uh, I've got them organized on that page by alignment, but it's like there are seven human gods. Uh, the elves have Corallon, and everybody else is not technically a god but they're worshipped uh no tell what different it's a weird thing uh and uh, Loth is canonically not a god but no tell will never she's not that she's a uh, demon lord i see don't worry about there's it. a it's semantics basically she, she is she is a god she is a she is a god and she is a demon queen mm-hmm. she can be both <laughs> get you a girl who can do both <laughs> yeah but um amazing I believe that I laid out so, so basically, gods. elves have a god, and humans have a, a pantheon. And elves are like, what are you doing? One's good enough. <laughs> yeah, drow have their god. Um, halflings have a god. Uh, they, orcs have a god. Goblins have one god. Um, dwarves have uh, their two gods. Um, uh, they have a uh, Moradin, the like lord of war and of craft, and then they have uh, Abathor, uh, the the god of of greed and darkness. And who else? I mean, is it just so humans, dwarves, elves, and then like kind of every other race has their own god? Yeah. Okay. And they might venerate various things that I would find hard to define as a god. Fair enough. Like, cool. like animism. Yeah. That that gets Anime. complicated. Yeah. It would get complicated Naruto to... Is my god. Yeah. It would get complicated to really get into it. But, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I can, like, list them. There's, like, Chord, Erythmal, Bokob, uh, Asmodeus. Yeah, so it's not entirely Greyhawk. Okay. <laughs> Please, I'm so tired. Yeah, let's wrap it up yeah uh we did it yeah this was our lore episode we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did Mm -hmm. we could probably do another one at some point when we know more and yeah next week we're just gonna go back to our regularly scheduled role-playing episodes (laughs) wait are we posting these in real time no No. for them it'll be a week i see but it we won't have like a role-playing episode the same week we post this yeah also kalan is leaving us forever (laughs) <laughs> to to venture across the sea. I'll be back by the time this gets posted. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, but I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. We just thought that before officially starting the third arc that you know we we would do this now. Do this, yeah. Instead of starting the third arc, you going away to another country for a couple of weeks <laughs> and then coming back and being like, where were we? Yeah. yeah. But um, as far as like if there's any lore that anyone wants to know, or if any anything that somebody wants to ask us as people or our characters. You can throw those at our Twitter or our Facebook, just um, Twitter, D20DPod, Facebook, D20Downtime. 
just to be like, hey, I want to know more about Nilotel's backstory. I want to know about Cypress's family. Ask about Nilotel's backstory so Clint can say, ha too bad. So can say no. Yeah. Anyways. We'll, we'll do another one of these episodes if a bunch of people are interested. 